Welcome along to the Wise Wednesday podcast. We are going to bring you some summer content, some England content. Don't worry, we're not going to try and milk out more Sunderland misery for you. Um, I know not, England is not every, for everybody, but uh, it is for me. And I've been all around Europe watching England play and uh, I get involved in mm. the tournaments as, as much as I do in the misery of a League One campaign involving Sunderland, the failed playoff campaign for the second time in three years. So if you want to just listen to what we've got to say on... All matters England. We'll do this until they're out. I think um, I, I, I very much doubt the wise men say as a podcast will carry on afterwards. Although Matt and Rory will continue to do from the terraces right till the end. I think because you're branching out further than England, Matt, aren't you? For that, yeah, we're doing uh, the tournament generally. So we're looking at we did some predictions. We've got our prediction pod, um, all of which will be, as you will be aware, wrong. Um, yeah, we're just looking at, we're hoping for some ridiculous things to happen in the tournament, basically, for from the terraces. But yeah, we're not focusing on England as such. So um, for more, you know, stupidity and thoughts on well, North Macedonia. England could this. England could cross over in the stupidity. Let's well, I mean, they, they have done before. It's been known, hasn't it? It certainly so. has. So that's Matt Keelan. It's me and Matt who's primarily going to be doing this. We'll see if any of the wise men say, lads, uh, fancy it at any point if the, if the tournament bug grabs hold of them. Um, at at any time, let's see, it could unravel quite quickly, or or the excitement could build quite quickly. We know what happens with these tournaments. Uh, I'm delighted to say that we have a special guest with us away from the Sunderland Support Network, and that is Nigel Khan, who we used to get on as a regular guest when we were previewing West Ham games back when we were in the Premier League, which he's already a, a sly dig at us for. And um, this is more than just a podcast. Uh, you know, Bobby Moore, you get it, West Ham. Uh, and that is Nigel Card. Glad to have you with us again, Nigel. How you doing, lads? I'm here to cheer you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we just said there at the start, didn't we? This is kind of like, you know, letting us forget about Sunderland for a minute and, and getting involved in the excitement for a champ- for, for European Championship on an international level. But um, you've had a good season at West Ham, so this could be a bit of a come down for you, this. Yeah, it it happens like once every ten years. We, we um, pull out these performances from nowhere when you don't expect them. Generally, it does follow a season where we nearly get relegated. Uh, I mean, the turnaround to go from thirty nine points the season before to you know finish on what sixty five points. That's a big jump for us. We've never had 65 points in the Premier League. So, mm. they, they, you know, it's only the second positive goal difference season in Premier League era for West Ham. That is so, mad. So, that, that, that when you, and that's the turnaround. Uh, the, the big swing is last season, I think we finished 65 points behind Liverpool. So, Liverpool won the title with like 90 odd points. We had 39, so or over 100 points, I think Liverpool got. But yeah, it was like 60 points behind Liverpool. <laughs> and now this season, we finished, what, two, four? Mm. So, and, and, and it looked like you were going to finish above them, really. But they had like put a massive run together at the end of the season, didn't they? Yeah. The, uh, over the what line. happened this season quickly at West Ham was we lost to the teams, the, the teams we would pre- say were the bigger teams. And we beat all the other teams around us. So we beat the Villas, we beat the Everton's, you know, we beat the, the Tottenham's. I watched, I watched West Ham a few times in that 
I thought was it the Wolves game, Wolves away game where yeah, four new well, it was just fantastic. Like yeah. Lingard in particular was just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that performance I was looking at, that, I was like, David Moyes is managing this team. Free two. Yeah, well, I was going to try. I was going to try and avoid David Moyes altogether like it's traumatic enough to think about it's it's bad enough to think about what he did for us to then to then have it rubbed in by the fact he's doing so well <laughs> elsewhere because um we've obviously got him and he's in he, his depression in his depression years haven't we where he's uh sorting well, his life out out the front page because i think it's 50 50 whether he's with us next season the, wow. the noise is coming out you think he's going to go back to everton perhaps well it, 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 he, he he only got a year and a half contract with uh, an extension for 12 months after. So the extension could kick in, but I've always read it. The extension's got to be agreed on both sides. So West Ham say we've invoked the extension, but he's got to agree to it as well. Mm. I, I believe up until Real Madrid called for Ancelotti, Moyes was nailed on to, to stay. But his wife still lives up in, um, I, I don't know if it's like some, it's definitely in Lancashire around Southport Way. So he lives in an hotel in London when he's at West Ham. Oh, all right. So, they, so he kept the family home for when he was at last at Everton. So there's that drawback, possibly. The missus might be having a word in his shell going, come on, Dave, time to come home. <laughs> I wonder how many people uh, West Ham put up in Hotel London's when they're playing for them. Because we, Danny Collins was telling us that's what he did when he played for West Ham as well, didn't he? He just lived in a... Oh, they, oh, do, oh, they, it's, I, it, they do it a lot. They do it a lot, West Ham. A lot of, I mean, Danny Collins, was he on loan with us? Potentially, um, I think so. I think, yeah. so, I think so, yeah. So, so they're, they're not, he's not going to obviously buy a place or... Um, especially London prices, blimey. <laughs> 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 I don't blame him, to be fair. Yeah, get, a, yeah. get a one bed, a, a, one, a bed sit somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Well... We'll move on to England and, and uh, you know, just give you a little bit of content of this. So if you want to hopefully listen in and see what we have to think about things, we'll try and not go over ground. You know, we, we were going to do this earlier, um, but I think, you know, some of those earlier debates have been done to death. But I think what we will do is just is just set up uh, where we are uh, in terms of our, our opinions on England and on Southgate and on the selection, stuff like that, just so we've got a bit of a platform when we, when we go forward and we're not just, uh, we're not just talking about that context. So quickly, um, I know me and you differ on this, uh, Matt, so we let Nigel come in and sort of have the deciding, well, not the deciding vote, but maybe like, you know, decide to go with you or me on Gareth Southgate where you're in different places with Gareth Southgate, I think. You want to tell me your opinion? For me, yes. All right. Okay. Um, no, I am. Um, for me, I just don't. I don't. I can't get excited about him being England's manager. I know there was the the World Cup run to the semi-finals, but if you look at the teams, as soon as we played a, a half decent team, really, the you know we lost to Croatia and it's very disrespectful lost. of Panama that Matt. Well, well, it may be so, but you know. Um, obviously, then lost to Belgium in the the most uh, unwanted game in the history of football, the third place playoff. Um, I just think he's too cautious, especially with the teams with the attacking options that he's got. And I think I know he, he experiment with teams and um, teams even in the qualifiers because a lot of the qualifiers, he, he, you know, let's be honest, we are going to win the games. I just feel that when he's playing sort of two defensive midfielders against teams like Albania. Um, it's just it's not necessary and I, I think with the attacking riches he's got I just think 
they're almost wasted on on Southgate. I think the Albania Personally. game might have been the one where people start a turn because I agree with you on that. It was it was a very negative sort of team selection. I personally, I think he's been a breath of fresh air for England. Southgate, I think he's the first manager in a long time who picks players to suit a system rather than just picking all the players on reputation and who who the public perceives should be in the team and trying to cram them in. We'll go back to like mm. Scholes, Gerard Lampard, trying to fit all those people in, in, in a, such a good talent of a crop of talented players. When what we needed at the time was a manager to say, no, not everybody can play. And this is the system we need to play and bringing in unfashionable players at times as well. We've had over the years of watching tournaments, watching players who were like shocking in the Premier League, play for like Chile and other countries, playing well. And everyone's like, well, how come they're crap in the Premier League and they're playing well in the World Cup? And there's a reason for that. It's because they put into a system that fits. And I think he's the first manager since Glenn Hoddle that's done that. I think he's made a clear pathway for the youth players to come through from the under 21 so they don't feel like a fish out of water and they they must feel at home and they're just they're playing for England again, stepping up. It's not like a boys club anymore. It's clearly created harmony in the group. Tactically, yes, question marks, but then again, you know, I think at international level, sometimes it's just managing the players and I think Steve Holland is the brains behind everything that goes on there. Anyway, I'll be any though. I'll, I'll, was, uh, the alarm bells are going there, Matt. I'll agree with you on that. What's your opinion towards Gareth Southgate, um, Nigel? I mean, I've got a foot in both camps here, listening to the two of you. I thought um, it was a brave appointment in putting Southgate in, but he was coming up from the under-21. He spent time, so hopefully you'd think he'd bring the players up, which, as you say, he's brought a pathway in. Everything was great at the World Cup, or was it? Um, you know, we got to the semi-finals, uh, so you can't really complain there. And it, it was sort of d- done um, using, as you say, players to fit a system. The thing where, when you say about why the players from Chile play better for Chile than they do in the Premier League, is perhaps a, they've got a national pride, which I think English players for some reason don't have, where actually it's more about country than club. Plus, also, I would throw in, that they do have more of a club mentality because they've got a smaller pool of players to choose from. Now, with the guards, when you say about the Albania game, why would you play two sitting midfielders like sort of Henderson and Rice? The reason why you would do that is, is that I would expect him to pick, when fit, the same 11 players. And you want to build that mentality. No matter who you're playing, this is the team. and Because that's like club football. So as long as you're winning or getting the results, you keep that nucleus together. Now, in has, he brought, that, has he brought a club mentality to England, do you think? He appears um, to have, to me, looking in. I think so, in a way. But, but this squad, in a way, lets me sort of put doubts in my mind on him mm. because of the choice of the four right-backs. He's and, bottled that. He's bottled, he's yeah, bottled, dropping, totally he's bottled dropping Trent, hasn't he? Yes, be clear. Yeah. And, but then Trent does him a favour. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and instead of bringing in either Ward, Prowse or Lingard, and, and it's a toss of a coin between them two, I mean, mm-hmm. as much as I love watching Lingard play, you can't fault Ward, Prowse, what he's done at Southampton. So instead of doing that, which are two more forward-thinking players, he's gone for the defensive again. So I just don't a, get a, a, a couple of things of a couple of things I think have, have I mean Ward Prowse could have done any more on that final friendly and mm. he's you know he's somebody you say if you're chasing a game with ten minutes you he's gonna put a good delivery in the box. I think probably they've looked at Maguire and thought he's further away than we think. 
Um, Ward Prowse has been linked with a move to Aston Villa. He needs to sack that off now just because Tyrone Mings plays for Aston Villa because that has what Tyrone Mings is two performances in those friendlies is the reason why Ben White is suddenly in the squad. Make no doubt about that. And I think had Tyrone Mings put in two good performances, he probably would have went for a midfielder to bring in, but he was so bad. The, the, the opinion is now that Ben White might start the first game. Oh, he was, he was drafted, he was drafted in for experience, for future experience. And now people are tipping him to start the game. So I'm not, as surprised now a defender's come in, but it, it, I can see where you're coming from with the um, the Maguire one. Is Maguire? I like Maguire, but as his as his ability, and this happens to club football all the time when one when one of your players are injured, and everybody's like, "Oh well, we need to get him back." Has his ability been overegged because he's not fit? I don't know if it's that. I think he's just. I've, I think he is England's best defender. So like. Like we, we really it's not high do. bar though, is it? No, it's not. But like we do, we really do need Maguire to play because, I, like I like Stones, but I I I think they need the the pair of them together. Um, I wouldn't Stones and Mings in the. And I know you're saying Ben White might might play, or I'd rather play Cody. I think to be honest, isn't Cody though the whole thing around Cody is he's a specialist in a three back three, isn't it? That's the whole thing. Well, maybe. Him. But like well don't well, you're on about putting people in for for systems and don't take him then. Take someone who's gonna play in you in a in a two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think get that. the reason for taking all those centre halves uh, right backs is that some of them can play in a back three. And that that's Walker maybe can, Yeah, that's maybe what he's he, he's looking at playing three. Um, free centre or free in the middle, and then you'd have, I suppose, Chilwell on the left, and one of the one of the free left on the right. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll get to what we think the t- the, the team will be. Um, what used to annoy me um, was wider fans' perception of Jordan Henderson when we've always known as Sunderland fans how good he is. I think in the last couple of years. He's turned opinion round because he's been that good for Liverpool. Nigel, tell us how good Declan Rice is. Immense, to use a word the kids love to use. Um, yeah, he's an he's an he's an outstanding player. He, he's the focal point, realistically, of our team. And he's a good he's good on the ball, but his tackling is um, is one of the best in the Premier League, and he will break play up. So as when players, um, when attackers are trying to come through our midfield, Declan standing there in front of the back three. The funny thing is, when Declan started West Ham, centre half. Yeah, he's got that ability. Yeah, actually, okay. if push comes to shove, to drop back and play centre half. So he, I, I like him. I mean, I, what, you know, yeah. I think he's one of those players. I think, and, and you, you. And, You've seen him live, Nigel. Now, I haven't seen him live loads, but I have seen him because um, I've seen him at St. James's Park for the last three or four seasons. And he's um, he, he's good. I think he's really, really good. He's got a lot of presence. Better on the ball than people think as well. I think people think he's just, he's had a break-up player, but he's actually really, really comfortable. Like, he he doesn't panic when he has the ball and he's got it. He can pick a pass out. And I think um, England are going to build their midfield around him in the next few years, personally. Uh, do, well, I, I think I've just... Uh, when you know when he was he's touted with moves a couple of years ago for for millions to to Man United and stuff, and I'd not I'd not obviously seen a lot of him. And you're like, that's a lot of money for you know for him. And 
but since the COVID uh, outbreak and all the games have been on the telly, I've watched a lot of Premier League teams and I've watched West Ham quite a lot. And it, I have to, he's fantastic. Like watching him, like sort of making a point, you think I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch these players that I've never really got to see because I've just watched Match of the Day or I've just watched, you know, the odd highlight here and there or the odd game on a Sunday. You're watching these games and you're like, actually, he's he's excellent. And I think for me, he, he has to, like, he's the, the first midfielder in the team for me. Yeah, I mean, when he first broke into the team, he wasn't um, overawed by the older professionals around him. He, you know, he would say, no, you do that, you do that. He, and you saw that as a young age. So you can see when Mark Noble, um, obviously, is club captain, but it's almost like uh, it's like we've got two captains. So club captain Mark Noble, but the team captain, the first team captain, is Declan Rice, and he, he's still one of the youngest players there. Yeah, uh, you know, and 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 he's got their respect because he is that good. I mean, he's he's played over hundred. What is he? Twenty two now. I think he's approaching hundred and fifty games for West Ham. You know, we've managed to hold on to him still. I think this season, if we'd have struggled, we'd have lost him with the UEFA Cup campaign and the feel-good factor around the club. I think we can hold on to him. And then I, I, I think a lot of the fan base resigned that he's going to go either to Man City or Man United uh, at some point. I think Chelsea, were, I, the rumour was that Lampard lost his job because he wanted to pay the £80 million to buy Declan Rice. And the, the club thought it would be an embarrassment to buy a youth reject because obviously they rejected him, I think, at 14, 15. Oh, wow. So he was in the same youth team as an eight-year-old as Mason Mount. Yeah, the best mates, aren't they? They're oh, best mates. Their best mates uh, well, right. didn't, didn't Chelsea sell marriage for like five million and then sign him back for about 30 million a couple of years later anyway? Well, they've, got, they've got previous on that. Yes, yeah. they have done it. And I think the, 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 the chief executive at Chelsea was, was, was digging her heels in. And then it got to the point that as soon as they could out Lampard, because Lampard was getting a bit insistent that that's what he wanted and that they weren't going to do it. So out he goes, in comes Tuchel. Rest is history. It's funny when no. Tuchel hands his wanted listed in the summer and Rice is top of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, but Rice is happy at this moment at West Ham. But I think it'll be hard to see him leave but for me when a player goes on to a bigger club you've got to let him go when when you're a West Ham you know the, the, the boy deserves to win titles and he deserves to win trophies and let's see what happens you know you never know touch wood it could happen but I doubt it and then if it does go on son go make a name for yourself because you are that good mm. yeah interesting I think where I, I think um you know, when people look at Rice and Henderson as a midfield pair and think it's defensive, I think that it's really undervaluing the two of them. As we know, Matt Henderson's got a lot more to his game than, than sitting. I watch his highlight yeah. reel for Liverpool, all the assists and how far, far forward he gets, breaking the lines. And I think the the beauty of those those two playing together is they can take turns. One can sit, one can go. One can sit, one can go. And I think it's a really, really um, underestimated midfield pair. And he's a prediction player. I think Henderson will start against Scotland in the second game. Um, I think he's a naturally fit player. That 45 minutes he came on and that friendly England looked a lot better instantly when he played. And I know it was a bit bit comical around the penalty. 
he's never convinced me as a penalty taker. He did he did the exact same penalty. It was exactly the same the exact same penalty he missed against Colombia. He put it in exactly the yeah. same place. Um but what's funny about it is he came on and there was there was I think he played in Sancho on one occasion and Calvert Lewin on one occasion and the two of them could stroke should have scored and had the scored and had Henderson scored that penalty, everyone would be like well, as Henderson with two assists and a goal in 45 yeah. minutes, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, as, as it is now, everyone's like, oh, you know, I, I feel like th- that penalty miss is sort of um, masked over how well he played when he come on. Everybody's just talked about that, understandably, because it was quite comical in a way. But I think he played really well when he come on. And I, I don't think he's going to start against Croatia, but I think he'll, he might get 20 minutes at the end. And I think he'll start against Scotland. There's my prediction. So let's say how wrong I am when he doesn't play one minute in this yeah, tournament. Get sent but, home. Yeah, I think he will. And I, I think, you know, as, as good as Phillips maybe looks, I think those two are quite some distance ahead of him in terms of ability, personally. The thing about Anderson is he's got big game experience um, in club football as well as international football. So he, he's done the time. That's, for Anderson, for me, are really purely down to the injury. If, mm-hmm. if, if he'd been fit, you know, he'd possibly be the first name down on the sheet because you can see how much he's grown into wearing the captain's armband. Um, so I, I like him. I, I think I remember he scored against us for Sunderland. He did. Um, yeah. Up at the stadium. Yeah, like, he, he must have been a teenager. It was a great yeah. goal. Um, so he, he doesn't get his share of goals, perhaps, that he's possible. It's the same for Declan Rice. When you look at Declan's goals, most of them, I think he scored four or five, have all been like outstanding thumps. And you think, well, uh, but then when you watch him, you won't see that in the other games he tries it and they fly <laughs> in a row's head. You know? So that's why, you know, but every now and again, they come off and perhaps perhaps when they sit too deep, they, they, at Liverpool, it's easy though, because you've got so many forward thinking players. Henderson can sit there. He don't need to get forward. Mm. So uh, where at England, I think we do need to get forward to support because actually forward going... This, I think at the recently it's been a bit of a struggle. The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount, enter the code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Rory Fallow and Matthew Keeling. Sweatshirts, t-shirts. For more information, search for From the Terraces on social media. Well, well, we'll we'll talk about who we think, who we would play in the first game, and who we think Southgate would play in the first game. The one player I think we can discuss just quickly before we do that, Jack Grealish. Um, this clamour for him to be involved now. Thoughts? He has to play for me. That's that for me. Interesting. I just, well, I just watching him um, all season and in the games. Particularly on Sunday, uh, he has to be well. He, look, he'd be in my side every time. Um, I think I wouldn't start him against Croatia. Right. I think he's one who might grow into the tournament, and he's played for England seven times. You know, mm. this this if he starts the Croatia game, that will probably be the biggest game of his career so far. I think um, I think Southgate will play Sterling. 
I think he'll play Sterling and Ford on either side of Kane because Sterling has been out of form for Man City, but he's got Nigel mentioned it there with Henderson. He's got so much that experience is relevant. The big game experience is relevant. These players have played in a World Cup semi-final against the same opposition, and they should be good enough to put in a performance. I think Grealish will. I'd be bringing him off the bench in the first game, maybe with the eye on starting him by the third game or, or the second game, which is my personal opinion. I think, um, uh, you know, as good as he's looked, I think some of those experienced players will, will probably get the call over him for, against Croatia. It's my personal opinion. Um, I'm not I, saying I, that. I'm, I'm not saying that, that won't happen. I, yeah. I, I think I, I do. I think Southgate might go down that route, but I, personally, I would I would have Grealish, uh, Grealish and Foden either side of either side of Kane. Is there is there enough pace there? Because with Croatia, there's going to be an element, and I know they're not what they were. You know, they're not the side that we played in the World Cup um, semi-final three years ago. Um, but there will be an element of Croatia control and possession because that's the style they play. They will have the ball. There will be spells in the game where they will have a lot of the ball, and I, th- I will feel like he will want some pace to get in behind that defence. And I think he'll play Sterling or Rashford on one side personally. Nigel, what do you think? I mean, Grealish. If it weren't for the fact I don't like him, I put I put it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. I think as a person, he don't. He's never come across as someone that you like. Um, the Brummy accent's possibly the worst accent <laughs> in the country, so there's another reason to dislike him. And then we get to his diving antics. That's why I big don't like him. Undoubtedly, the, 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 the bloke is talented, talented player. But he, 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 he wastes it for me at times. You've got to have him in the England squad because you need that someone. He has got that bit of spark about him, that sort of like Gazza spark where he can produce a dribble and put a ball in. But but for me, I wouldn't... I, with the Croatia game, I mean, you know, that's a tough game. We have got a tough squad. Do you know what? wouldn't surprise me if we finished bottom. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, we'll come to that later, perhaps. But, I mean, the, the Croatia game, you can't lose. And this is where it's, you think, do you go cautious, though? Because you can't lose that game. Because... There'll be so much pressure on the England-Scotland game. You know, we have to get a minimum point out of that. So I don't think you can afford to play too many luxury players in a way. I think you got you would go five at the back. I think you'd play a three at the back. Like yeah, three, three centre-halves. Three, yeah, three centre-halves, yeah, two wing-backs. Yeah. And I think it'll change it for the next two games. I think that will be his plan. I wouldn't. I'd have four at the back, personally. Um, because he, he, either way, he's going to play. He's going to play Phillips and Rice, isn't he? I think. I think as good as Bellingham looks, again, I just got a feeling he's going to. He's not going to. He's not going to want to throw him straight in. He looks a real deal to me personally. I think. You know, some players peak when they're that age, don't they? We've seen it. We've seen it with well, loads of players. Rooney, like, you know, right. yeah, exactly. Rooney, you know, in in Euro two thousand and four, when Rooney was eighteen, that was probably the peak of his powers. He was yeah, never was as good. Amazing. He was right, never was as incredible. good as that again, was he? So, you know, yeah, that that metatarsal we fractured, didn't it? I think two thousand six, wasn't it? I think that's what mm-hmm. done. I mean, yeah, Rooney two thousand four. But sometimes that's good though, and that's you could think that's why. Perhaps put Bellingham in because he'll be unknown to Croatia in a way, mm. 
and 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 the way I, if if we pick uh, a staid England team, Croatia going to know what you know. We've played them often enough, especially as you say. We just you know we're three years off the back of a semi final against them. That was a very tight game. Um, that Croatia nicks in extra time, and so. But this is an ageing Croatia team. Yeah. It is. So I, I don't know how much of a Dan they're on. But f- so I'd, I'd, yeah, perhaps not play Bellingham against Croatia. But, um, I think he's, I think he'll want Phillips following Modric around potentially. He's going to go more defensive. So he's going to yeah. want someone. It depends. I know you saying about Henderson. It, the most important game, actually, for me to play Henderson would be the Croatia game because that's where you'd want his calming um, influence over that middle of the pitch with Rice. Rice mm. plays very well with another defensive mid next to him. He does it at West Ham. So, I, for me, if Henderson is, is match fit totally, I'd want him there in the Croatia game because the Croatia game's on paper the hardest game. On yeah, it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Mm. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think we'll lose the game. I think we get a draw minimum. Personally, who who would you have then, Nigel? Who would be your so? Who would be your attacking players? Let's not let's not worry about the defenders, the ball and stuff. Whether he's going to play three at the back and and Cordy as a specialist and stuff like the, the debate at the moment, the hot debate everybody's having is, and it's a nice one to have because we've got so many good attacking players. Who would sort of your midfield upwards? Who 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 would that be? So I mean, I would have. I mean, as I said, Henderson's fit. I would play Henderson and Rice sitting. Then in in front of them. I would be looking at obviously Kane up front. Yeah. But then I would be looking Foden, um, Sancho, and Sancho. Yeah, I would go Jaden mm. Sancho. I think he's been outstanding. I watch a bit of the Bundesliga, um, and I've got a very good friend in Germany who's a, who's a Dortmund fan as, as well as a West Ham fan, and it, 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 he sends me stuff every week. And watching it for me, he. He's sort of flying under the radar over here because he does play in Dortmund. Yeah, we see him when he plays for England. But he, he links up excellent with um, Haaland over in Dortmund. And for me, he should be in the team with Foden. OK. Um, and one one more, I think. He's going to play Mason Mount, isn't he? Yes, Mason Mount, I think. If, to, if you look at... It's, it's weird because um, he was brought in under Lampard... I think Lampard had him at Derby, if yeah, I'm right. He did, yeah, he did. He so did he had him at Derby when they got beat in the playoffs. He's brought him back to Chelsea, not really not on loan of him, known of him. And if anything, now I see Mason Mann, even though it's a different position, he's 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 better than Declan Rice in a way. You know, and these two boys, you know, are, are the bedrock really of England going forward with Foden and, and Jaden Sancho and Bellingham. We just got to find a way, as you were saying. We've got a riches of attacking mm. players. One year we will get a fantastic defence with a fantastic attacking team <laughs> as well. <laughs> but West Ham have never found that year. Neither have we. You know, just imagine that if we could have a team that was great at the back and great going forward, because our yeah, strength okay. this tournament is going forward. Our forward yeah. players are our strength, and, the, and they've got to, they've got to use that to their advantage. And they can't they can't go. Yeah. Away with any regrets from this, to, no, to say, no, you know, we've we, we've 
we've tried to pinch that. They aren't. I think we all need to accept that England aren't going to keep clean sheets. No. Therefore, you know, you almost turn a bit of a Kevin Keegan charm on, aren't you? You've got to go and try and score yeah. some goals. Yeah. Right. Come on then. Right. Predictions for the um, Croatia game and predictions. Uh, well, we're going to do predictions for the group because we're going to we're going to work through these as we go. So predictions for the Croatia game to finish, Nigel. I'm going to go uh, a one-all draw. I think we'll take the lead, and then I think as the game goes on, that, that Croatia will, will nick one. Matt? Um, I'll go 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one England, I think. Um, I, think we'll t- I think we'll take the lead, and I think we'll go to, I think we'll go two up, and then, yeah, and see them getting one back. But I, I think they'll nick it. I, I do think they'll beat Croatia. Um, I think they've got enough going forward and yeah the defence does worry me a lot though, to be honest but um, yeah we'll, we'll see but no I'm going I'm going optimistic 2-1 yeah. they are the two scores that, that's broken my mind when I asked the question as well straight away but I'm going to be positive and go for the 2-1 as well but I would not remotely surprised uh, if it was 1-1 so we'll we'll come back and we'll have a little chat after the Croatia game before the Scotland game so hopefully you join us for that and as always thanks for listening <laughs> 